bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. If you've watched any of those ancient uh, uh, movies where they are reenacting uh, a battle between Rome and Gaul or Rome and somebody else, and you find they come with their military arrangement. Have you, you see that? And the soldiers are lined up and they're lined up in deep. And the captain is standing there. The enemy is coming against this army and the captain will be saying hold 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 he's saying stand don't move don't move the enemy is coming he says don't go and attack stand and that's what Paul is using he says stand against now why did he say stand against and not go against because you are not going to conquer the enemy you are defending victory ground are you following me Christ has dethroned principalities and powers he has disarmed them they are coming against you so Paul says don't bother fighting that battle Christ has done that one your job stand Stand where, stand where Christ has made you free. You have to stand your ground. Everybody say stand your ground. Because to win spiritual warfare, you have to stand your ground. And there are two main things you have to stand. First, you have to stand on what Christ has done for you. That's your ground. You are not now going to take a sword and say, devil, I'm cutting to pieces. I'm cutting like people say, I'm bombing the devil. I'm bombing the devil. I'm injecting the devil. No, Christ has done that. He bombed the devil. But he's still coming with tricks. Because that's all he has left. And Paul says, to win this battle, stand your ground. How do you stand? Know what Christ has done for you. If there is anything you must stand on, stand on what Christ has done for you. He has conquered principalities and powers. He has dethroned powers. He has set you free. He has delivered you from darkness into light. Stand there. And not only standing for what you know Christ has done for you, but you have to know who you are in Christ. This is the ground you are defending. Are you following me? Because the wiles of the devil is trying to shift you from this position. From having faith in what Christ has done for you. And having faith in who you are in Christ. That's what he's trying to shift you from. And he's going to scare you till now you're going to say, hmm. I, I believe Jesus has done it too, but Pastor, I'm telling you, there's power somewhere. Pastor, I'm telling you, you don't know what I'm talking I'm telling you, there, there are things, so there are things. There are things, Pastor. I've seen that with my own eyes, I know. But stand. He's going to show you pictures. He's going to throw all kinds of experiences your way. 
Stand. Everybody say stand. stand. Because if you're going to fight the devil, what are you going to do? Do you even see him to fight him? So if you're doing all-night prayer meeting and you're saying, I can't, devil, we're going to destroy the devil. We're going to... Christ has destroyed him. If you say you are going to destroy him, it means you don't believe in what Christ has done for you. That is why a lot of our prayer is counterproductive. We pray it with intensity, but it is ignorant. It is not based on what Christ has done. It is based on what you think you can do. And if you think you can do it, then you have lost your stand on what Christ has done for you. And that is the way the trickster gets you. He gets you to doubt Christ and what he has done for you and who you are in Christ. Everybody say stand. Now if you read the passage, you know, you'll notice Paul used the word stand many times for emphasis. Because that is what all we're, that's all we're doing. We're standing. And then when you stand, he says, be strong in the Lord. Everybody say, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Stand your ground. So you may not be feeling well in your body, but you have to stand by his stripes, I am healed. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sickness. I feel the pain, but he took my infirmities and bore my sickness. I don't feel well, but he took my pain and bore my sicknesses. My head is hurting, but he took my pain and bore my sicknesses. But I feel like it's hard, my headache, but that is standing. You have no money in your pocket. But he became poor for my riches. But he became poor for my riches. But he became poor for my riches. It has nothing to do with what is in your bank account. Or what is happening to the city. I appreciate the economic fact. But if you're going to overcome, you have to stand. Everybody say stand. Say stand. You see the Christian life is lived on God's terms, not on our terms. You may be good intention, but if you do it wrongly, you've done it wrongly. The two major times that Satan has come against people in the Bible, first was Adam and Eve. Second is Jesus. Most people, the devil doesn't bother them. He just gets some low-class demons and go and try him. But the big man himself, he won't bother you. But he was in the garden and he was in the wilderness with Jesus. And how did he attack Adam and Eve? Did he send demons to do anything devilish? No. He just said, has God said? <laughs> has God said? Adam should have stood and they say, hey, he has said, but hmm, listen, we are thinking about it all. Has God said? That's how he defeated them. How did he de come against Jesus? If you are the son of God, if you think you are, do this to prove Jesus stood. I am the son of God. I don't need to do a miracle to prove it. 
Are you getting that? I am the son of God. I don't need to prove it to you. And a miracle does not prove that I'm a son of God. I'm a son of God because I'm the son of God. Prove it. I won't prove it. I am. If you are, you are. Like somebody telling me, prove that you are a black man. Can you imagine? Somebody say, prove it, you are a black man. Then I go, look at my skin. Look at my skin. I'm black. I'm black. My father is from here. My mother is from here. People watch. Are you crazy? It is self-evident. It is self-evident. You are black. You don't go proving it. You manifest it. You live it. And it is self-evident. You are a child of God. It is self-evident. Christ lives in you. It is self-evident that you have power over all principality and power. It is self-evident that all of these have been put under your feet. It is self-evident truth. And until you accept it and stand, you're going to lose this battle. And you're not strong in yourself. You know, I'm strong, I'm strong. Yeah, I'm strong. No, we're strong in the Lord. <laughs> strong in the Lord. Say, I'm strong in the Lord. That means your, strong, your strength is based on what the Lord has already done for you. If you learn to be strong, you will defeat all the wiles of the wicked one. Stand. And then Paul moved from there and we go to verse 12. And I'm not going to teach much about verse 12. I'll just mention it briefly because it will form the backdrop of what I will teach next week. Ephesians 6.12 For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. All of you who believe that there are people, people who are witches in your family. And you go to them and say, hey, hey, I know you. I know you. Hey, you can't do anything. Hey. We don't wrestle <laughs> against flesh. Are you joking? What's your problem? You think that's going to de deal with any spiritual power? Hey, I saw you. You, you can't do anything. I've seen you. <laughs> oh, ignorance is very, very sad. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not against your aunt or your cousin or your friend. It's not even against that co-worker who wants to juju you. That's not the one you are wrestling against. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Hmm. Wow, that's quite some powerful list there. It's a hierarchy of spiritual beings and I'll just go through them quickly and then I'll end because I, I don't want to go too much into that. Um, but the first one he talks about is principalities. Principalities. Who are principalities? Principalities are territorial rulers. The Greek word is archi. Archi is principal or head. 
A principality generally is a territory ruled by a prince. That is why in, in Daniel's prayer, the angel of the Lord was dealing with the prince of Persia. There is a king of Persia, but there is spiritually a prince of Persia. That prince is the principality over a kingdom. So principalities rule over large territories. You can, like, you can have like a principality of Africa. We have to deal with that one. All our problems. That one. Principality. It's not a principality of your family. The fam- your family, the principalities won't bother themselves. They are too, your family. They assign some redundant demon and say, hey, you haven't been working of late. Go and try those people and see what will happen. <laughs> principalities are mighty ones. They, these are and the, because the reason why there was a principality of Persia or the prince of Persia was not just because of the nation of Persia, but Persia was the predominant superpower of that age. Persia ruled the world. So a principality is a, a spiritual entity that rules over a large territory. That's a principality. And we're dealing with them. We're not going to go fight against them. The Bible doesn't say go and attack them. It says stand against, 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 against. Stand against, stand against. They're going to try coming at you. Stop it. The victory is already won. But make sure they don't pierce into your ranks. Principalities. Second one. Powers, powers. The Greek word there is exousia. And although the Bible does not interpret or tell us what these powers are, I believe powers are commanders of evil forces. And, and, and my basis for that is that is the instances where exousia is used. You remember the Roman centurion who says to Jesus, I am a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and he goes. So I believe exousia here, the powers, authorities here, are demonic entities who have commanding power, troop commanders. Troop commanders. That's my basis. The third, the last two, their job description is added. You know, the principality and uh, powers, they are jobs are not added. Their, name, their titles are just uh, said. So you, you have to understand, if Paul is talking about principality, in his time, what will a principality be? In his time, what will an exousia, an, an authority be? But the rulers of darkness, cosmocrato, even their name is very dangerous. They are the instigators of the spirit of the age. The German word for that is Zeitgeist. It is the spirit that rules the culture of the age. So all of a sudden, every man wants to be a woman. And all of a sudden, people, you know, all kinds of things are happening. You wonder, what, what happened to our world? There is a spirit controlling the culture of the time. 
You have to be very careful following the culture of the time because most of the time is the rulers of darkness instigating that. And the last group are spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Host of wickedness in heavenly places. Instigators of wicked acts. They propagate wickedness from the air and create the atmosphere for wickedness to thrive. These are the ones we are standing against. But remember, you are not fighting them. Neither are you seeking to defeat them. Because they have already been defeated. Are you? So don't, don't bother about how big their name is. Don't say, I'm going to fight a principality and I have to bring down principality. No, Jesus took care of principalities. Now I have to deal with these powers. Jesus took care of the powers. I have to deal with the rulers of darkness. Jesus took care of them. The host of wickedness. Jesus took care of them. Hosts of wickedness include the small, small witches, witchcrafts, you know. The small, small ones who bother you a little in your family. And the Bible doesn't even say attack them. You know, sometimes people say, we come against you by fire. We throw fire against them. No, I don't see where that is in the Bible. You know, I, I am a stickler for the Bible. I am not extra biblical. I stay with what the script said. Because God watches over his word, not my opinion. He watches over his word to perform it. And his word is what I, I live with. You may say, that is not spiritual. That is not anointed. That's up to you. If I'm not spiritual, the Bible is not spiritual. If I'm not anointed, the Bible is not anointed. You have to stay with the word of God. Rightly divide the word. If you don't do that, you will get into foolishness. I'm telling you, people will mislead you into all kinds of foolish acts. Before you realize you are bringing spoons into the house, you have scissors in your house, you have handkerchief here, you have this here, you have that bottle here, you are sprinkling all kinds of things. You, you become a witch doctor, a Christian witch doctor. You do all these things because you're departing from the word. Stay with the word. You don't conquer them. Christ conquered them. Your job, plain black and white Bible, stand. Stand against them. You're not throwing uh, fire on them. Fire burn you. <laughs> Ignorance is very painful. All right. So that's what we are dealing with. And next week we're going to look at what God has given us to stand against these bad boys. Are you, are you getting it? We have to find, how does God want us to prosecute this warfare and do it in God's way? Amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com 
or call plus two three 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 zero two six eight eight zero zero zero.